Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me on this beautiful fall day here. But uh, we'll find out about the left coast. Always entering stage right, though, is my wonderful co-host, the actor, director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And a very good day to you, Philip. How's everything going out in Los Angeles? Well, it sounds to be uh, uh, a uh, the equivalent of what you have. We have a beautiful fall day here as well uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, it is. Uh, we had some Indian summer this week, meaning high in the 80s, but very dry, mm. sort of Santa Annie. But today it's bright sunshine and just lovely. You know, you know um, I think we've talked in the past. Oh, in fact, a few weeks ago I talked how I rescued a monarch butterfly from yes, dastardly course. spiders. Well, you know... Um, my wife showed me, uh, um, brought one over in a in a in a uh, a covered glass that she rescued this week. Not mm. a butterfly, but something equally as beautiful. Although they get short shrift, um, uh, in in general, because they they a butterfly is just this gorgeous creature, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. with its colors and everything. But moths. Moths, we usually think of, well, they're going to eat through my wool jacket. <laughs> we have to put mothballs, and moths are generally very, you know, they're gray, yep. uh, they're grayish color, color. But when you look at them, and I've seen some uh, moths, and actually in nature, uh, I'm not sure around here, some of them are really huge. But there was one that, that uh, my wife uh, showed me this week, as big size-wise as a, as a monarch, and you look at it, when you looked at it uh, initially, it was sort of grayish. But then when you got closer, it had this spectacular, very subtle pattern on its wings. So I just want to give a shout out to, to, the, to the, uh, the plain Jane sisters <laughs> of the butterfly this week. So, uh, but, um, oh, but, there we go. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've got the three. We've got, we've got the monarchs. We've got these gorgeous black and white butterflies. And as I think everybody does, those beautiful white butterflies that just flitter all over the place. They're, they're always around. So Yeah, yep. In any case, well, we've got a we've got a California thing this week yeah. uh, that, that that's pretty uh, that's I guess one would call funny in a, in a bizarre way. Uh, last week we talked about how uh, when uh, Diane Feinstein died, we talked about uh, uh, that uh, Newsom, our our bizarrely strange governor, uh, you know, he had promised I have to pick a black woman, so he was stuck, and um, you know. It, People were thinking it was going to be Barbara Lee, the communist uh, uh, congresswoman from the Oakland area. Well, out of nowhere, uh, Newsom picked a resident. Now, this is for the U.S. Senate from the state of California uh, for our listeners. But what he did is he picked a resident and um, registered voter of Maryland <laughs> to be the <laughs> senator from California, or as Ben Shapiro said, now Maryland has three senators. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. now we have, as I as I mentioned last week, we have two senators, two U.S. senators who are 
who no one has elected. Now, this woman is pretty amazing in that she talk about checking all the boxes. When I saw her name come up uh, last Sunday night, that the Newsom's going to name her, uh, the first thing it said was a lesbian. Okay. And then that she was black. And some news things said she was a black lesbian or right. in others, a lesbian black. So, so her title, this was her title. And I guess her, um, her qualifications, you know, to be, uh, to be, uh, the a Senator that she, uh, is a, is a black woman. And this did not go down very well amongst Barbara Lee and, uh, a lot of the black uh, California, uh, Democrat, right. uh, uh, politicos, Karen Bass, you know, they were all thinking, well, you know, uh, it's going to, uh, it's going to come down to, uh, one of us, but, um, he he went there, and it's funny. There's a, what is she, what is her name, by the way? Her name is, and somebody made a great uh, takeoff on this. Her name is Lafonza. Thanks for reminding me. I was going to go no name, Lafonza <laughs> Butler, or go. we could call her Fonzie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's she lives in Silver Spring, Maryland. Now the thing that yeah, you you mentioned to you mentioned to me yesterday. You know, to become a, a senator from uh, uh, California, you, you cannot be registered in another state. So it looks like, in a sneaky way, that uh, Newsom had um, had her lined up because, mm -hmm. as you said, she registered in the state of California without coming here um, uh, a, a week or so ago, uh, cu a couple of weeks ago. So, so you know, th this was to uh, to protect herself uh, because she was sworn in literally the day after in the right. Senate. Now, what's funny about her is this is the perfect Democrat, le not even Democrat, leftist. Um, you know, people were always talking about checking the boxes. Okay, first of all, she's she's gay. She's a lesbian. Good. That's good job qualification. Uh, and then she's black, and she will be the first openly LGBT. You know, all these letters, f as the New York Times said, senator from the state. Oh, okay. Well, she's not actually from the state, is she? But that's okay. <laughs> and uh, she's married. Uh, she is has been president of Emily's List, which is which is one which is the absolute um, uh, apex of uh, of um, uh, anti-abortion, right? Uh, um, uh, of pro-abortion, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pro-abortion. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's what something that struck me. She's a former regent of the University of California. She served stints in corporate America. She uh, has served as an advisor to Kamala Harris. This is her 2020 crash and burn mm. presidential campaign. Mm. Um, she, she is connected with uh, the Black uh, Children's National Defense Fund. Uh, she was a fellow at the MIT Community um, Innovators Lab. She, it goes on and on and on, and she's 44. So I'm thinking to myself, aside from her checking all the perfect boxes of a good leftist, woke leftist, She's 44. That means all these jobs she's had, she, what has she been in them each 20 minutes each? Well, you, wanna, you, you, you know what yeah. I mean? You, you want to yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about a climber. I, I, I did this, uh, and uh, well, that's enough of that. I'm going to do this. So anyway, that's our new, yeah, yeah. our new, oh, by the way, she uh, has a home here. And someone else brought up, but you know, it's interesting. Has someone been living in her home? Has she been 
getting rent for it? Has she made it available to homeless people in her absence? You know, right. we can go on and on and well, on like yeah, this. But. Yeah, I, I loved how, uh, I mean, people are really commenting on this because, as you said, Barbara Lee, uh, just to, to quote her, she said, I'm troubled. I'm troubled. The idea that a black woman should be appointed only as a caretaker to simply check a box is insulting to countless black women across the country who've carried the Democratic Party to victory after election. And then in the National Review, they point out that, um, uh, 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 what do they say? Oh, yeah, Newsom hit a grand slam with this one, I, you know, because he did. And and then they point out, uh, I think it was John Fun in the National Review who said, uh, uh, forget the fact that uh, the majority of Californians she's going to represent have never even heard of her. She's not really a Californian, but details, details. Her swearing in was a great day for Marilyn. And then I love the end of this quote here, with one swift stroke. Newsom has ensured that the activist group of the left shall have a new birth of influence and that government by the progressive lobbyist by the uh, uh, of the progressive lobbyist by the progressive lobbyist and for the progress, progressive lobbyist shall not perish from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's, uh, um, you know, there's another uh, aspect to this. Mm. This, is, this is racist. Why? Why do you say that, Philip? I'll tell you why. First of all, going back, what was a couple of years, Newsom said, I'm going to pick a black woman. Yeah. Okay. So that's a preordained, can you imagine yeah. if Newsom said, I'm going to pick a white woman? A can Caucasian sister. Can you? Can you? Yeah. Can you imagine? And but it's the left can get away with anything. He's. I'm going to pick a black woman, and then he goes and picks a black woman who's not even from the state of California yeah. to represent the state. And on a listen, I'm, if someone's what bothers me about this, aside from her ideology, is 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 she. There is no, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the air last week, and forgive me, listeners, if I did, but or if this was a private yeah, conversation, yeah. you and I had deep all. It used to be, what was the thing, a curriculum vitae, you know, your, 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 um, what we call in our business a resume, yes. what, you, what you've done for jobs. There is yeah. none. There is, there are none of those anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. what, it's what boxes do you check? You're a lesbian, you're a trans, you're a this, you're a that, you know, you're, you're, you're binary. These are your qualifications. Identity for a politics. Job. Yeah. It's a, and it's funny, with the, just hearing you say that right now, identity politics, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It is yeah. what you say not what you say, who you say you are, exactly. not what the hell you may have done exactly. to qualify for it. And forget the fact that men are showing up at uh, uh, conferences for women and job opportunities and everything else and overnight claiming to be trans or non-binary. And uh, listen, the word is getting out and there is going to be tremendous pushback in, uh, to all of this, Philip. There, re there really is. and, uh, and yeah. Right. And it's kind of We've talked about this, the left eating their own. Bar yeah. Barbara Lee coming out and making that statement. This is this is the, they're eating yeah. they're eating their own, you know, because uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad we've spent a little bit of time on it. I'm going to move ahead. We've had a full week 
Uh, Biden, of course, is building the wall. Hello out there. What a concept. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was ousted uh, in a coup d'etat there that took place upon the Republicans. Nikki Haley leads DeSantis, if you can believe that. And then, of course, we woke up this morning to uh, hear for the first time in a half a century that uh, indeed uh, Israel has officially declared war uh, since the first time since 1973, and we're going to get to that in a moment. But, you know, Philip, it's interesting because you sent me an article earlier, uh, and, and really last week, and we wanted to touch on it, and I want you to, because it's stunning again to realize how the variety and multiplicity of voices that are out there, how it is coming from the left that they want to stifle the dialogue, they want to stifle the language, they want to say what is true, what isn't true, and guess what? If you're not going along with it, we're going to silence you. And our very uh, livelihood... And, of course, we don't make a dime from this show. We do it gratis week after week. We're both basically full-time working in our arts and uh, movie-making and theater-making, et cetera, et cetera. But, but um, podcasts are under threat again. We're going to our neighbors in the north. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you uh, share the details of this with our listening audience. Well, it's not just it, it's not just well, you know it, it, you said podcasts and things which is which which is true and yeah uh, a con- a content and and everything but th- but that's only the first step right and, oh and, yes, and, yeah, yeah yeah so that's that, that, that's just uh, yeah. that's that's opening the door well the, Justin Trudeau who by the way uh, last year called the striking truckers Nazis. Oh, that's and right. then a yeah. week and a half ago, had a real Nazi, an SS Nazi, uh, old man, ninety-eight year old man, up in the in Parliament, where they all gave him a standing ovation. So this this <laughs> just Justin Trudeau is 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 like an overgrown high school kid who is just so caught up in his own empathy. I empathize with you. Well, I, except for you Nazis, you know, who yeah. disagree with me. But <laughs> And that's why but, he put on blackface, you know. That's why he put empathic. on blackface when he was young too. Yes, he wanted to be empathic with the black with the black folks. That's very funny. That's about oh. it. But anyway, this is what the Trudeau government did uh, this this week in terms of uh, uh, controlling the population. Yes, they have now. They will now regulate podcasts. Listen to this. For by the way, we have a lot of Canadian listeners, so folks, I'm sure you've heard of it, but listen up anyway. To regulate <laughs> to regulate podcasts and track content and subscribers. Mm. This that's pretty good, huh? This tyrannical order comes after Trudeau restricted access to news in Canada last August. He 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 did that last August. Now what what this what this does. His, the, the, it's CRTC, which is the Canadian Radio Telecommunications uh, uh, Bureau, or, uh, you know, that's what it is that made the announcement, that podcasters have to meet certain criteria 
a need to provide, the, no, sorry, meeting certain criteria need to provide information about their activities in Canada. Online, I'm quoting, online streaming services operating in Canada that offer audio or video, video content that generate $10 million or more in annual revenues must complete a registration by November 28th. Uh, they, they're also setting conditions for online streaming services that operate in Canada. And, um, mm. and furthermore, the, that uh, the, they have to ongoing consultation will address how podcasters and those offering video streaming services contribute to Canadian and Indigenous content. So perfect, now, perfect. you know, this follows, by the way, mm -hmm. so they, they are going to track you what you can say, and they will have what you can say, how you can say it, who you will talk about. And this comes uh, after what, what I've mentioned that he did this past summer. There was an online news act, Bill C-18, which affected... Uh, Canadian news outlets and publishers, listen to this, will no longer be able to share their news links and content with the Canadian audience. This includes Meta, which is Facebook, and I guess now with X, which is uh, Twitter. They, may, they have told those huge organizations that we will... Uh, we will uh, uh, control what you post, and um, and they, mm. th you can post whatever you post, but the content will not be visible to people in Canada. Mm. So, so this is an absolute, flat out uh, uh, attempt to crush free speech in Canada. Wasn't Canada for years this, this, this wonderful? Uh, sparsely populated country uh, in, in, in coming from the, the British uh, tradition and, 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 and a parliamentary democracy. Yes. And, and what has Vive it Republic. That's right. And what has it become? And this is, this is our friend Trudeau. Yeah. It's All online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the mm. government to permit regulatory controls. Yeah, That's yeah. what this is. Philip, I, I just have to give you a quote because I heard it last night for the first time. And whether it's Justin Trudeau in Canada or a former presidential candidate here, I'll give you the quote. Ah, uh, yes. And you know where I'm headed. I know where you're headed. Hillary on CNN on Friday, quote, we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, but there wasn't this little tale of extremism wagging the dog of the Republican Party. So many of these MAGA extremists take their marching orders from Donald Trump, explained Clinton. At some point, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Something needs to happen, said the former Secretary of State. Now, folks, I don't easily get the fear of God put into me because I consider God a friend. This is enough, Philip, to put the fear of God into anyone. Can you imagine the rhetoric? Not only the rhetoric, she was being, uh, she was being interviewed by, uh, oh gosh, I just, her name just escaped me. Um, 
I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it'll come it'll, to you. I it'll come back yeah, to me. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but the the um, a Christian, 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 Christian Amanpour. Oh yes, yes. Who was who was a, a leftist from you know from from the get go? Clinton says this on national TV on CNN. Yeah. And Amanpour did not say really. What do you mean by that? She what chuckled. kind of education? She, as 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 our as our wonderful friend um, uh, uh, Clarice Feldman, who is a brilliant writer and lawyer mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Washington D.C., said, uh, "Christian Amanpour had had a bemused smile on her face oh, yeah. when when yeah. Hillary said that." So she didn't even. Can you imagine if that were a conservative saying that? She was like, can what you, do you imagine? What do you mean? How can you say that? What? You know, the follow-up questions would, yeah. would come at her like a, like, like, like a hurricane. But no, Christiane Amanpour sat with a bemused smile on her face after someone who ran for president in this country is insisting on re-education camps. Are you kidding me? It's staggering. But but it totally underscores the fact, and I began feeling this way uh, in, in a very specific uh, fashion, of course, during the uh, summer of love and the riots and the lawlessness that was taking place, that, that it, it is now out of the left. It is out of the Democratic Party that this sensibility, this totalitarian mindset is evolving. Listen, you can talk about Donald Trump all you want to, and yes, he did specifically go after individuals, and he was relentless in talking about individuals, but if anything, he attempted to uh, attract all voters. He loved the independent voter. He would say to the Democrats, "Come over and here." You what have ha- you got? And do you remember what he said to the, uh, the the black public? Give me a look. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? And at the end of his term, black unemployment was the lowest it has ever been in history. In history, and instead, and listen, this is not a one-off. This is not a one-off that's going on. This. <laughs> This this is <laughs> yeah. a this is a mindset, and it was not just a slip of the tongue. I mean, when you say at some point there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, you're talking about tens of millions of Americans. Yeah, and and by the way, no 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 experienced uh, politician, someone like Clinton, nobody says things things like that don't slip out. They, that they just yeah. don't. But here, you know, picking up on what you just said, in yeah. in terms of this, this is not a one off. And some, I, you know, I, I would love our listeners to know that you and I do a lot of digging, and and uh, you know. Uh, most most of our listeners are folks who just go about their business, you know, with their families and their jobs. And I, I guess it's up to us to at least on some level point these things out if they get overlooked. But the, it, it it is not a one-off. And here's a perfect example. There is a lawsuit in the state of New York. Um, I guess I, I'm not sure. I, I hope a lot of our listeners are, are familiar with the Babylon Bee. It is oh, a, sure, yeah. it's a it's a website, and they're on um, X or Twitter, and they are satirical. They are satire. They are hysterically funny because they poke fun at everybody and everything. 
and everything and everybody is right. And even though they come from a Christian base, I'm telling you, they're borderline with faith and everything. They, they have, have no, no shame at all, and it's wonderful. <laughs> but 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 there is a uh, in, 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 in in New York State uh, there is a. Uh, a huge First Amendment case working its way through the New York uh, state courts uh, yes. with with some pretty heavy hitters behind it. Uh, yeah. I, won't, I won't name them specifically, but to, this last year, New York State, and we have some listeners in New York, passed a nakedly unconstitutional law at restricting certain kinds of online speech. Hold on to your hats, folks. Namely, that which tries to, quote, vilify humiliate, or incite violence against a group, unquote, over, quote, race, color, religion, ethnicity, national origin, disability, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Every single one of those are protected under the First Amendment constitutionally, except for narrow, narrow exceptions for inciting a riot or, you know, yelling yeah, fire yeah. in a theater. Right. Every one of those is yep. 100% uh, uh, protected. And, 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 and this law threatens for sites that allow comments that might hurt somebody's feelings, basically, is what it comes down to. The law threatens crushing fines that accrue by the day if they fail to post a public plan for a response if someone does a speech. No, no. And this statute demands site owners create some kind of snitch hotline for outraged readers. Yeah. So there it is. This, there it is, folks. This is not a one-off. Yeah. And uh, this is this is going through the uh, New York State courts, and I can't imagine it. Uh, uh, well, I, I can imagine anything nowadays, but uh, you know, uh, uh, surviving the New York State Supreme Court. Basic, so this is uh, again to 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 repeat. This is not a one-off. This is what's going on. And look at any college campus, which we've talked about. Who was allowed to speak? Who was not allowed to speak? Yeah. And the reasons they're not allowed to speak is someone is, is when we talked about this last week, they fear for their safety. I feel unsafe. Right. What are you talking about? By the way, um, <laughs> Candace Owens, God bless her, this past week, uh, um, I guess mm -hmm. she's pregnant again. Uh, mm -hmm. She was standing in front of an audience and some, some woman got up and said, well, what about trans people and you're, you know, it's not a safe place. It's not safe. And, you know, going on and on and on like this. Yeah. And Candace Owens says, she says, listen, I'm pregnant. If you don't like it, get wear a helmet. <laughs> 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 you know, if you can't take it, put a helmet on. It was, it was just great. Yeah. But there are yeah. people like Candace Owens and, 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 uh, and others who are standing up and saying, you do this. See, it all comes down to who is in charge, mm -hmm. right? And that's mm -hmm. the totalitarianism that you mentioned. Whoever gets in charge, they're the ones who say what you can and can't say. The, and the, that's the yeah, end of the yeah. Constitution. And, and, and this is the difference, I think, in great degree. And it's the reason you and I made the transition from the left. By the way, I looked at one of our old podcasts, The Turn, and it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how the number of listeners of that have grown and grown and grown over the time, I mean, increased. And I think it's essentially because it was a fascinating transition for both of us. And one of the distinctive differences is this.
because independents such as yourself, traditionalists such as yourself, constitutionalists, people who embrace it fully from top to bottom and don't want to rewrite it, and yes, conservatives, and yes, millions of people who do identify as MAGA don't want to shut you up. You have a voice. We will disagree with it. Ibram X. Kendi, love to have you on the show sometime. How come you're not getting out there debating? No, we just want to simply eliminate it. But can you imagine any presidential contender? Let's just take, a, let's take DeSantis. And there he is being interviewed on CNN. And I'll just substitute two words at some point. Maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of these cultish members of the left. All hell would have broken loose. That's right. That's right. So yeah. who can get away with it? Who, who can get away with it? Um, you know, there was, there was a, uh, a subtle thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off, uh, off, off topic a, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, because yeah, this, yeah, struck, yeah. this struck me today. And we've talked about... Uh, Please. Uh, we, we, we've uh, done a lot with Oakland. Uh, you know, we talked about the uh, uh, public, um, you know, saying that their businesses are being destroyed and, 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 and all the p people who had been, you know, defund the police and are out in the streets <clears throat> screaming, uh, you know, we want the police to protect us. And as we said a week ago, there was a, a one-day strike of over 200 minority and majority-owned businesses that struck, um, that closed down in protest. Well, the, I, I came across this this week, but this is, this is the same kind of thing. Alameda County, which, of which Oakland is a part, uh, Pamela Price, the DA, back in April, she introduced racial considerations into the prosecution of criminal defendants. This is April 24th, mm -hmm. special directive. This is what it says. I'm, this is verbatim. If a white person uses a gun during a crime or if a white gang member commits a robbery, he might face an enhanced sentence based on that gun use or gang membership. Okay. If the defendant is black, however, he will be charged at the lowest possible level to avoid, quote, disparate racial impact, unquote. Only if a prosecutor receives permission from his supervisor may he pursue a higher sentence for a black defendant. Now, I'm sorry, the reason I bring this up, and I know it's, uh, uh, um, you know, off, off topic, but, you know, it, just the other day, uh, oh, I think it was on 60 Minutes last week, our, our, our fantastic attorney general, uh, Merrick Garland, was saying that there, is, there are no two tiers of justice. We, 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 there's just one justice system in this country, and we, you know, blah, blah, blah. He is in total support of what this woman said. There are different levels of, of justice in this country, which is continuing along with censorship and, 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 and the attempt to crush free speech. This is what's going on in this country in which we all have to be very vigilant about and fight back on. Amen. 
and amen. Listen, Philip, I'm gonna I'm going to thank you for that. I'm 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 gonna transition quickly to obviously uh, the top of the headlines today. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it just. Um, you know, of course, you're up uh, as you remind us frequently and shame me often with the birds. But uh, I didn't. No, I wake up the birds. <laughs> That's right. You wake up the birds. <laughs> I wake up the birds. Everybody up. Come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad you're not running my household. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm usually up till one or two in the morning, and I could just hear you at five o'clock going, "Rise and shine," as my dad used to say. But uh, it was just uh, shocking to hear the, about the early morning surprise attack that's left 100 people dead, at least already over 1,000 uh, injured uh, by Hamas. Comes, of course, on the 50th anniversary of the 1973 Yom Kippur War in which the Arab states uh, blitzed Israel on the holiest day of the Jewish calendar. And this is the first time since 1973, officially as of today, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has declared the country is at war after Palestinian militants in Gaza fired, they're saying as many as four, 5,000 rockets into Israeli territory. There were multiple uh, landings, uh, uh, the, the borders were broken, uh, tanks were taken, people were killed, uh, uh, literally in their houses. They're ripping people from their homes. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, of course, Hamas has uh, come out, let's see if I've got the quote, um, yeah, Mohammed uh, Daif, senior Hamas military commander, said, that the rocket fire marked the start of Operation Al-Aqsa flood. And, of course, they're making reference to the Al-Aqsa uh, uh, a mosque that is there on the uh, Temple Mount in Jerusalem, if you've ever been there, folks. He called on Palestinians everywhere to fight the Israeli occupation. We've decided to say enough is enough. This is the day, the greatest battle to end the last occupation on earth has begun. Well, Netanyahu has responded unequivocally, and thanks be to God he has. And he has said quite simply, and let me just catch these uh, two sentences Right now, uh, he was. Uh, I want to. I want to just see if where where it is. He he basically said that that this violence will be will be met uh, with such force as they have never seen. I'm before. sure it. Or, I'm sure it already is as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have and one. The, I have by, one, one, yeah, go ahead, go, no, you go ahead, Philip. I have by, one comment on this I want to make, but please by, respond. By the way, where did they get the weapons? Oh, wait a minute. Would it be from Iran? Oh, wait a second. Didn't Biden just give Iran six billion dollars? Bing, bing. And they're it, the, it, yep. they're, they are they are the full supplier. And Biden, don't forget Donald Trump, who everybody hates, ended. 
that phony deal that that Obama made with with Iran to 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 give them all kinds of things to actually you know implicitly allow them to to uh, uh, to to uh, uh, create nuclear weapons and 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 uh, uh, Trump put a stop to that which Biden immediately went back yep. into that old thing and so all of these weapons are coming from Iran and thanks to uh, uh, Biden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's the, there's, con- the connection is is this is not a subtle connection. Oh no! I mean this 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 was a well coordinated, well planned, well financed, carefully thought out attack. And by the way, not not good. That's an intelligence failure on the Israelis' part, I think. Well, in 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 great in great measure, uh, I'm sure that there will be a lot of accountability called oh, yeah. for. It. <laughs> yes. Here's you know here's what really grieves me, Philip, and and you know, and our listeners know my my worldview and my association with the church. Before I went into the theater, I was in ministry, and then you know ended up an actor. Blah 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 blah. Here it is, September the twenty eighth. Excuse me. And now posted October 3 uh, by uh, the uh, uh, Episcopal Peace Fellowship Palestine-Israel Network. And here it is. The Episcopal Peace Fellowship Palestine-Israel Network calls attention to and encourages reader to give due notice to the September 28th report of the Provincial Standing Committee of the Anglican Church of South Africa declaring in Israel an apartheid state. The resolution notes that the National Executive Committee has also declared Israel an apartheid state and requests Archbishop to inform the Primate of Jerusalem and the Middle East of this decision. If we stand by and keep quiet, we will be complicit in the continuing oppression of the Palestinians. That's my former church. This is who they are claiming is the oppressor. Imagine, Philip, imagine if rather from our northern border or our southern border for thousand missiles came over into our territory this morning who is oppressing whom ultimately we were close close and closer to a two-state resolution to many this is just going to set everything back in terms of you know some 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 real substantive potential progress why because the commitment is to literally take Israel off the face of the earth by these radical uh, Hamas militants. And of course, Hezbollah has already chimed in and Israel is fearful that there may be attacks from the north as well. I had a friend leaving Monday on a religious tour. I can assure you that will be canceled. I have another friend there who was scheduled to get out today. We're praying she does. But Israel, but the, but shame on the church! Shame on the church for such a simplistic category of putting one as the oppressor, as the other as the oppressed, and yet that's what we see within our body politic today, isn't it, Philip? 
Yes. You know, uh, uh, there's a, a great quote uh, uh, by Netanyahu. He said, you know, if Arabs put down their weapons today, there would be no more violence. Right. If Jews put down their weapons today, there would be no more Israel. Now, bing itty bing. Yeah. This thing is just a few hours old. I know it happened, uh, you know, uh, today, yeah. hours ago, you know, Israeli yeah. time. It's but MS, MSNBC from, uh, from uh, all, these, all, all, all these anchors and all the guests, they are, they are totally down on Israel. Saying that Israel's government now, uh, Netanyahu's far right government, oh, oh yeah, and yeah, that yeah, Israel yeah. is is it, and, and that this far right government of Israel is trying to change the uh, the judiciary by the you know that we've we've talked about before, and right. the far right Israel. You know what? I'll say it again. It's been said a thousand times. There are Palestinians and Arabs living in Israel who have full rights. Find me an Israeli living in 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 Gaza or uh, amongst the Pal- Palestinians that might still be alive. Sorry, folks, take your apartheid. You know where to put it. I'm picking up on what you said about, yeah, about no, no. South Africa apartheid. Yeah. Apartheid? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's no. such a it's such a grotesque oversimplification. And again, what happens is the church puts its imprimatur on this kind of violence yeah whether they whether they mean to do it wittingly or unwittingly mattereth not it is the end result as of their just general condemnation of israel literally a beacon in the area literally a functioning democracy literally one that is attempting to encompass all of the uh, uh, a multiplicity of people who are living in that territory. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Philip, I'm, I, listen, I'm just going to go I'm going pa- to pass on the rest of it. I think we've, I think we've uh, uh, pretty much accomplished what we wanted to accomplish today, unless you have something to add. My, my, my PS and uh, yeah, know, I'm just yeah. going to skip over. Well, um, I, I, I will tell you this. I did love your hero. If you want to just mention one word about her, <laughs> well, her name, uh, her her name, she she happens to be the Home Secretary of yep. uh, of, um, of of Great Britain, and her yep. name is Suella Braverman, yep. and uh, she her parents came are of Indian uh, heritage who yep. came from East Africa many many years ago legally as immigrants, yes, and she is the Home Secretary of the Conservative. Uh, uh, a party, yeah. meaning in the party in power at the moment, yeah. and and she has uh, come down hard on uh, on on um, uh, overblown and illegal immigration in her city. She was uh, she and, uh, and and you know she was giving a really red meat uh, uh, speech to the uh, to the conservatives. The Tories, got a standing yeah. ovation. that one of the things she also said: sex offenders will no longer be able to change their name or gender to evade monitoring. Mm-hmm. There's the things happening in this country too. You kill yeah. two people, and they want to send you to jail. And you say, "No, I'm a woman." Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll put you in. A, you know that, that's yeah. a, that's exactly what she's yeah. talking about. Yeah. And while foreign offenders will be booted out of Britain at the earliest opportunity, yeah. and yeah. she also vowed to end the expensive use of hotels to house migrants, and lashed out at trans rights and woke attack. Uh, 
and 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 at, at trans rights you know that which 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 are which are uh, uh, which are bizarre as we all know we've talked about and so she she came out uh, this 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 week and talked about there's a her that what's happening now is a hurricane of migration that was the phrase that's yeah. that's the phrase she used and she says that's yeah. going to stop and uh, following yeah. her yeah. by the way the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 U the PM UK uh, uh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak he also asserted his stance on gender identity in a speech Wednesday and this is big deal for the two top people in the government uh, usually it's it's subtle these people are coming right out and saying it where uh, Prime Minister Sunak said it was common sense that a man is a man and a woman is a woman Philip. Oh my shame. God! You can't say that, Philip. Shame. You can't say that. <laughs> shame on them both. They both need formal deprogramming. That's as right, and, cult and, members. And, and we know exactly who should run that program: <laughs> Hillary Clinton. So she can she can go over there and take the heads of government of the UK and reprogram them. Uh, there's nothing like bitterness, isn't there? <laughs> I'm telling you. There you I'm, go. I'm telling you. Well, listen, Philip. You know, I I would love. Um, to get Leo Leibovitz sometime on the show again and discuss what is happening in Israel. In the meantime, we're having a wonderful guest next week, Alan Barton. and he's Who has got joined a, us before. Yes, and a uh, great musician, uh, screenwriter, and uh, playwright, and... Uh, uh, is uh, and a, an amazing acting teacher who runs the who is the he's the CEO of the Beverly Hills Playhouse, indeed. which has been around in Los Angeles and highly esteemed uh, um, um, place. And Alan will be back discussing again a new play that is going to be premiering in Los Angeles. So until that time, folks, believe it or not. Here we are, out of cigarettes, as the song said. But anyway, it's time to say goodbye to all of our listeners and in a way of reminder, friends. And we pray for our friends in Israel. Regardless, though, of what is going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world, we do live in a great country. It's free. We're going to keep it that way. Let freedom ring. And we've got so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you, Philip, and for you, dear listener. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and... <laughs> Old moth-eaten Philip Charles McKenzie. <laughs> hardly that, hardly that. Until next week, join us for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.